Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Earners, what's going on? You are now locked into Cliff Notes, the number one place for investment strategies, tips, and advice. Make sure you have your notepads ready, but more importantly, make sure you're ready to execute on the information. Earners, it's 2021, the year of execution. In order to execute, we have to have information. And the number one place to get the information, EYL University. Shadi, tell them what we bring in. Yes, EYL University has been reloaded. We already have 100 past webinars. We already have weekly webinars. We already have our private investment group on Facebook. We already have monthly financial planning calls. We already have bi-weekly real estate calls. But what has been added to EYL University this year is access to MG, the mortgage guy's home buyer's blueprint, which walks you through the home buying process from A to Z. And what has also has been added, breaking news alert. Yeah, Everybody always news. asks to be in our group How chat. How do I get in there? How and I get when this? we talk about all the investment plays that we are making, we are going to have investment calls, group chat calls with me, Troy, and the whole team and walk you through our plays that we're making and give you insight into our portfolios. All of that for 75% off. That's right. We are doing a blowout sale, 75% off for a limited time only. Go to EYLUniversity.com right now and sign up. See you on the other side. Number one, investing is relatively easy. We as humans make it hard. Um, there, I think in business, there's been more books written about investing, how to invest than almost any other subject on earth. And even from a standpoint of people messing up, and mismanaging client accounts, the same mistakes get made decade after decade, but we make it so complicated. It does not have to be. After you read two, 300 books, you're going to come to the same assessment of uh, you're either going to ultra focus on a few or you're going to index, add bonds to your mix and have a concentrated portfolio that's spread out across the market. I want you to put in chat, which one are you going to do? Are you going to be hyper-focused on a few or are you going to spread it out and get exposure to everything in the market? But type in chat, investing is not hard, especially when you're holding for the long term. I want you to go to Barron's after tonight and look up this article, how to turn 3,000 into 41 million uh, lessons from investing in a century. Um, kudos to Al for that amazing article. Number two, the best companies in the world focus on global domination across multiple industries. Homework item number two. I want you to go look at the number of companies that Apple and Amazon have acquired since 2003. They look like Lucian Grange's budget for acquisition of uh, artists at Universal. If you look at everything that they've acquired, it's 20 to 40 companies inside of those businesses that comprises one brand, that being Apple and Amazon and Microsoft as well. Second tier companies focus on incremental growth and their competitors. So back in the day, back in the bomber days, 
there was an overemphasis on trying to beat Apple. There was not a high emphasis on being best for your customer. So for those of you with businesses that own brands, obsess over your customers or clients' lives getting better. Kudos to you in the stock club. Um, I know I don't always answer one of you guys' call, but I've tried to do my damn best to give you some of the highest returns on the market. Um, and then if you look, Amazon shipped 1.5 billion packages over the holidays. That's going to put a lot of pressure on postal service, DHL, and any other uh, carrier as well. So they've acquired 11 more planes to ship faster. And at some point, we may even have same-day shipping be a norm in a five- or six-year period. Number three, please write this down. Marry the brand that you love the most if there's a religious movement behind it. I'm going to say it again. Marry the brand that you love the most if there's a religious movement behind it. The Apple Store is a church. Steve Jobs was the messianic figure. Apple was, of course, the, their version of the cross. The iPad was their Bible. Tesla is going through a similar run now. You can argue in the 1980s and 1990s that IBM had a similar structure. Amazon is going through it now. Starbucks, and there's Nike. There's about 15 brands we can name. But if you absolutely love a brand and everyone tells you that you're crazy, and even for those of you that love Bitcoin, right? Um, if there is a brand that you love, you need to tie your money to that potentially. I'm not an advisor, so I can't tell you what to do, but tie your money to that for the lifetime of you investing into the market. Um, it's the 14th anniversary of Apple's iPhone. 10,000 in would have been 447,000 now. I remember having the first iPhone. I did not invest 10 grand. I kicked myself in the ass for it every single day. So I'm telling you from personal experience. And then as you get older, for those of you that are in your 20s, you're going to feel like your 30s are never going to come. And you're going to look up, you're going to have kids and responsibilities and bills. And you're going to be like, damn, I should have invested. I was into this hot thing when it was first getting popular. A 10-year holding period is almost perfect for every asset class. Please write this down. So the average return for indexes, 7 to 12%. If you look at tech, the average return on a yearly basis is going to be between 15 and 32%, depending on which company you pick. The average return for real estate is 10.5%, and the average return for art over the same period is 10% a year over the last four decades. So a five-year horizon is actually short, and tonight I'm going to give you the time frame that works the best to hold your investment to almost guarantee that you will receive a return on your investment. Now, uh, these, this is key. Please write this down. If you don't take anything else from our segment from the show, write this down. The three most important indicators in investing. One, quantitative easing. So if the Fed stops printing money, especially during the recession, we will go to hell in the handbasket very fast. Number two, the inverted yield curve. We talked about it many times. It's the only indicator that predicts recessions 100% of the time. And every single one of you that are watching should have an alert set for when we cross. Number three, a 20-year hold in the market. So 10 years in the S&P 500, you will be positive 94.1% of the time, which is amazing. That takes almost all the risk away. But if you hold the S&P 500 over a 20-year period, and you can look over any 20-year period, you're damn near guaranteed to win. Now, of course, investing has considerable risks. That would change if the Fed stops printing money. If we lose our stronghold in venture capital, Silicon Valley, 
and them transitioning from incubation to going public, that could change. Fiat currency, of course, could be an issue. There's a, a bunch of threats that are there. And also, we'll talk one day about where we are in the cycle of empires. And maybe I'll, I'll ask Josh that tonight as well. But over a 20-year period, you won't lose in a market. And I know the tough part is if you're getting started, you're like, I don't want to wait 20 damn years to see a return. I'm not saying that you have to wait 20 to see a return. But over a 20-year period, especially if you have kids or grandchildren, it's the best time frame for you to hold through. Look at this. I love this. The grandchildren that you love will have freedom based on the decisions that you make today. And kudos to all the amazing grandparents out there. Lord knows I love mine. And for those of you that still have your grandparents, call them today. Because I would do anything to be able to talk to mine. But look at this. Since inception, Microsoft, born as Microsoft, and even through that bad decade of bomber, I, kudos to you if you're listening. Maybe he'll come on the show. Um, Microsoft is up 359,000% since inception. Apple is up 124,000% since inception. And you guys can go to macrotrends.net if you think that I've fell off a chair and hit my head and made these numbers up. Bitcoin is up 96,000% since 2011. And I'm not the biggest Bitcoin uh, fanboy there is, but you can't argue with the growth, especially since 2011. And then Monster Beverage is a company that people still continue to sleep on year after year. They're up 366,000%. Now, let me ask you this. How much better would your life have been if your grandparents had invested in one of these companies for you? And there's some, for those of you that love Tesla, if you think that Tesla will have a run and Neuralink will dominate and SpaceX will dominate, are you willing to hold Tesla of 20, 30, 40 years for your grandchildren so they can have a better life. I want you to make the decision because it will greatly affect. And if they act up, you can always take the money and use it for yourself. And for those of you that have passed on money to your children, you know, usually in two or three generations, they blow the money anyway. So it's a good hedge for yourself. We talked about this before, but time in the market. So the length of time that you hold plus capability to time the market Plus, investing in assets with low drawdown is a gift from God. So if you look at Apple, you can do this. Go to microtrends.net and you can see how often does a company or index drawdown. Drawdown means to lose money. So Apple is up over a 40-year period, 67.5% of the time. The crazy part is over the last decade, they haven't closed negative 10% for 10 years. Now, 2008, they had a rough patch of course, and before um, this next transition and shift of power from Steve running the company to Tim running it, they had a, quite a few more drawdowns. But to look at the last decade and for a company with that market cap to not have drawn down and stayed under 10% is absolutely amazing. And this is one when I saw it, I was like, I cannot believe this is true because of COVID. 23% of all money that's ever been printed in the history of the Fed was done in 2020. You need the market to be able to hedge. And now I don't think we'll, I'm not an economist, but I don't think we'll print this much money again in 2021. But given everything that happened in the capital, uh, the second and third strains being prevalent, and we are still in a little bit of an economic uh, upheaval, we're going to have to print again an order. And people are fighting now 
one or more than 600, we're going to have to print again. I think the Fed misstepped and didn't print early enough. But the market is the hedge because otherwise inflation is going to eat a lot of the gains and savings that you guys have put away. And this is one of the biggest ones. Um, I need you to eliminate all personal debt at all costs, especially credit cards, especially if your rate is like 24%, 25%. It's unbelievable because you're technically, if you have a credit card that is giving you that's 24% interest on it. Any gains that you get in the market, if you invest in long-term, that's a cancer to your portfolio and your freedom. So this year, we're going to talk a lot more about the personal finance side, but it's hard to get to wealth if you have all these looming debts over you. So I know student loan is tough, but personal credit card, car, mortgage, let's try and keep those two as minimal as possible. And this is a key lesson I wish I knew. And I missed out on the last Great Recession. And that's why I went all in uh, post-2009 to learn this. But you never want to waste a good recession that is lifted through quantitative easing. I want to be very clear. If we go into recession in 2027 and the Fed said, I am not going to print money to offset these losses, I won't invest a damn dime in the market. I don't think that I'm so genius that I was the reason that the market went up because I called a few spots and you know bought a crystal ball off eBay. The great lever was quantitative easing that helped us a ton. So be mindful of that. And this is key when doing your analysis of a company from one of the greatest investors that there is in the market today. Can this company help 1 billion people over 30 years? I want you to divide that number hypothetically so you get an average and that will tell you how many people that company would then expect to help. And then you can play with some price targets and see how much money that company can make. But in your evaluation of a company, so Tesla, one of them, yes. Apple, yes. NVIDIA, AMD, especially as the gaming market grows, yes. Can this company that I'm about to invest in help 1 billion people over 30 years? That has to be a fundamental analysis question that you ask when doing your assessment of any company. And on the trading side, um, this is really key, especially for all my traders. You have to assume that you're wrong in every damn trade that you trade that you take until profit is secured. So whether you do that with a trailing stop, or let's say after you're up 10%, you manually lock in 3%, until you are in profit, because even with slippage, things can happen. You can have a flash crash. Until you are in profit, you are not safe. Death is knocking on your doorstep. Because anytime we say, I know this one is going to win, those are the ones that are going to fall apart. Everyone went crazy about Kodak last year and thought it was going to do great. Hurts the same. And then people end up getting crushed on the backside of those trades. And hyper-reduction of positions um, is key. Some I'll talk to some of you, and some of you have 55 positions. I'm like, you made your own mutual fund. You might as well compete against Kathy at that point. You need to reduce some of the positions that you have and laser focus on a few winning companies. These are the things that I wished that I knew um, at the age of 21 to help me become a better investor because until you have a formula that works for you, there's going to be uh, sense of intimidation and you need a process to help offset that and even with the process emotions kick in and we may deviate and this is why this one is key homework for the week i hope that we've earned a spot in, into your top five but i this year i only want you to focus on listening to five podcasts on investing 
To hear a more extended conversation, make sure to check out our live YouTube show, Market Mondays, every Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7 p.m. Central. And check out the Market Mondays podcast on iHeart, Spotify, Apple, or wherever you download your podcast now. Five books and five newsletters and trash everything else. My graduates from my school being Forbes, backdrop. Backdrop. <laughs> a mic drop. Backdrop. Backdrop. Peace.